0: Welcome to the Law Firm Growth Podcast, where we share the latest tips, tactics, and strategies for scaling your practice from the top experts in the world of growing law firms. Are you ready to take your practice to the next level? Let's get started. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Law Firm Growth Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Jan Roos, and I am here with a two-part solo pod. This is part one of two of how to get the highest paying cases in your market. And this section is going to focus on a concept I've brought up on some podcasts before, but one that we initially really got a handle on when we were doing a lot of stuff in the Google AdWords space, but nonetheless, something that exists in every single marketing channel and very, very prevalent legal. So to kind of start off with what got me thinking about doing this little mini series, I was talking with a partner of ours that works in the mass tour space, and he said something that made me laugh. So you was talking about a lead buyer who's just, you know, doing a different type of stuff. I, I won't uh, have any identifying information, but a certain type of mass tour. And the, the client ended up saying, hey, if you guys find any mesothelioma cases that ended up getting diagnosed in the last year, you know, send them my way. I'd love to take a look at them. And uh, my friend said, yeah, you know, honestly, also, like, if I find any bricks of gold lying around or $100 bills or something, I, I can send those your way too, right? And um, I thought it was kind of funny, but, um, you know, obviously a silly example, but I want to use it to kind of illustrate the point. And this is just what I got me thinking about this. Everybody wants the good cases but not everyone is getting them. So the good news is that somebody is getting the best cases in your practice area, but I think that there's a lot of misinformation about how and why that happens, which is why I'm going to be dedicating an episode to this. So I want to start out with this concept, and this is something for you guys to visualize during these next couple episodes, but I want you to visualize every single case in your market, in your practice area as a big Pyramid. And this exists for every different practice area. So let's think about catastrophic cases with a bunch of litigation versus soft tissue demand letter case for, and again, anything in between, where for personal injury, for example, or we're going to the estate planning world, let's talk about complex asset protection versus simple wills, documents, powers of attorney, that kind of stuff. If we're going to family laws, think about, you know, lengthy contested divorce litigation versus. You're like a no fault divorce. And you know the list can kind of go on, but every single practice area works like this. And just in terms of numbers, I wanted to look this up. I went with bankruptcy numbers because these are really, really well tracked. So just for kicks, this is the data that I was able to find for June of 2023. So nationwide, there were 37,700 total bankruptcy filed. Of those, we got 30,307, which were individual filings. And if you guys work with bankruptcy law, you know that there's a cap on what you're allowed to charge for that. It's normally somewhere between 1,500, 2,500-ish, depending on where you're at. So 30,000 of the 37, 38,000-ish were of those individual filings. 2,200 were commercial and small business elections, about 8%. And then at the top of that heap, we had 404 Chapter 11 filings, and those are what's going to end up paying the big bucks, tens of thousands of dollars in terms of cases. So just about 404 on 38,000, about 1%. So interesting how those numbers end up lining out. So I want you to kind of visualize all those different cases stacked on top of each other. And that's the pyramid for what it looks like in bankruptcy law nationwide. And again, this, like I said, this exists in kind of dealing with an imaginary exercise here. So humor me if you can. But basically that's what exists for any market and any practicer that you want to define. So, one quick thing about how these things end up working out. So, there's different shapes of the pyramids. Some of them are going to be really really tall and lean, and then other ones are going to be really really wide and flat. And that's basically going to relate to, you know, the price elasticity or the the value of the case as far as a contingency. So, if we're going with that bankruptcy example, that would be a really really wide and flat pyramid, and that's because of what we mentioned as far as the courts capping how much you can possibly charge for those. And again, there's probably examples if you really wanted to look for it, so you know, massive fortune Five hundred restructurings or something like that. But for the most part, there's not whale bankruptcy clients pretty much. But again, every single market's going to be a pyramid and just keep this visual metaphor in mind as we kind of progress. It. So here's why this is important. If we're thinking about the pyramid, that's the shape of the entire market. And by nature of it being a pyramid, there's fewer people at the top than there are at the bottom. So the firm that's going after the case of the top is basically fighting for a scarce resource. And it's a scarcer resource if they're focused on a local market, which most law firms are. So kind of going back to what we were talking about earlier, I used to describe this when we were doing more Google AdWords stuff. I, I always used to say this line, <laughs> calls this. so you got a tension between volume and relevance. And I always used to say, look, everyone wants the solid gold cases that come within a five block radius of their office. Who wouldn't want that? And you absolutely can get those, but you have to accept that they're going to be fewer and farther between. Than the stuff that happens every single day so you know solid gold then a five blocks your office again, that might happen, but somebody might type your practice area that fits that criteria to Google once every six months or six years for that matter. So if you want to be really, really strict in the relevance, then you need to be comfortable with the lower volume. And again, if you're fine with kind of staying with this, for the most part, I was having this conversation with people that were looking to increase their law firm revenue. So that usually was an option. But if you want to grow, you basically need to relax one or the other. So the first option we're going to go off on this part is to cast a wider net. And when we're talking about volume, we're talking about geography when it really comes down to it. So for the most part, you know, if we're talking about people that are active in a neighborhood, if your firm can be operating citywide or in the, the whole metro region, it's going to be much better. If you can go statewide, it's better than that. And if you can get to the point where you're doing John Morgan stuff and you know, you're going regional or nationwide, it starts to make more sense when you kind of look at why these things are happening. So we're basically talking about the same shape of the pyramid. But because we have a larger market, the slice at the top is something that is, is more to compete for. You know, just to kind of mention this from an advertising perspective, getting a larger net is almost always going to lower your costs. It's kind of counterintuitive. And again, I'm, I'm speaking specifically to, to digital here. But, you know if you've got Google or facebook or any of the big ad networks essentially looking for eyeballs there's more lower hanging fruit traffic if you have a bigger pool of people to and this is probably a you know a podcast in and of itself but I heard a really really good metaphor here where it's just like you know if you're looking for you know i don't know mushrooms or berries in the forest first time you can just pick them from the edge but the smaller the forest goes the deeper you have to go whereas if you have you know a really big forest you can just kind of go around skirt the edge without having to go in and again when you get to the point where this is basically what algorithms are trying to do to find. Find people within a given audience that are resonating with your message. Um, not to get too complicated on it, but on the other hand, basically when we're focusing on a very very small segment, platforms themselves have actually made that harder to target. And I'm going to get into more details of what this looks like on the next episode. But the other thing is to keep in mind is that competition is going to be bigger factor when we have smaller people. This is just you know simple economics, supply and demand. And for the most part, people might think that they're the first ones like, you know, what if we just went for the good cases? But uh, there are very, very rare like instances. And I guess if you're like, you know, in some super groundbreaking area of law, like I don't know, if it's like a new mass tort or you're doing some stuff around cannabis law or something like new, the new legislation coming up or something, then you might be able to. But for the most part, you know, if you're practicing some standard mainstream laws, it's, it's very, very tough to be front to market. So. But basically, yeah, just like you know, kind of sum things up. It's not really black and white with this. So these tensions are gonna exist, and they're gonna affect things like your, you know, your CPM, your cost for traffic, or your CPC, depending on like what platform you're advertising on. But these are things to keep in mind. So broadly speaking, the 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 larger your audience is, the lower it's gonna be. But the the smaller the segment is, the the higher it's gonna be. And those can counteract and balance each other out. So the second option, as far as getting more volume, is to relax your standards on relevance and not have to worry about the you know high ticket cases. But just you know, for the sake of this exercise, let's let's ignore that. So basically on the next solo pod, we're going to go over the strategies that real firms, and this includes clients that we've worked with, people we've spoken to, guests on the podcast are using to get these high paying cases while offsetting the increased cost and effort that it takes to get them. And there's two specific paths we're going to go over and um, you guys will be able to choose your own adventure there. But anyways, super excited to catch you guys on that. I will see you next Tuesday at a.m. Eastern on the Law Firm Growth Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Law Firm Growth Podcast. For show notes, free resources, and more, head on over to casefuel.com podcast. Looking forward to catching up on the next episode.